Super duper do, how are you? I'm sure you are amazing. How many people do you ask, how are you? And they will tell you, I'm amazing. I'm awesome. I love my life. I couldn't be better. I'm just the best I could possibly be. Usually we get, not too bad, wish it was Friday, I'm stressed, I'm tired, I hate my job, I don't have enough money, I wish I had uh, less fat on my backside, and the list goes on. Well, here's a great question. What do you want your life to be like? When you wake up first thing in the morning and your eyes flutter open, and you're going to have the day, because we've all got 24 hours in our day, we've all got 168 hours in our week, we've all got... 52 weeks in the year, and how many years we've got, we don't actually know. So should we be wasting any of that time? I hope not. And if you were living your life every single day in a way that you are excited about it, what would that be? And often we hear this thing called work-life balance. So I want to get a balance between my job and the things that I love to do. I work five days and I have two days to do what I love. And for a lot of people that work... Uh, doing something when you'd rather be doing something else is a job just over broke and they do that for five days so they can have two days to go and do what they want to do now I know that's what a lot of people do I'm asking you what do you want to do and do you have to live your life like that and of course the answer is no my question is this what do you want your life to be like if you had work-life balance and I hate using that because when we talk about balance we're now talking about somewhere between here and here which to me means average so I'm either lazy or disciplined I'm I'm either unhealthy or healthy. I'm, um, I've got a great weight or I'm overweight. Uh, somewhere in between gives us average. And average simply means somewhere between the worst and the best. And I don't want the worst for anybody, of course. The best is an interesting statement because even the best know they can get better. So if you're living your life at this end of the scale where every single day you're aiming to make your life better, there is no best. There is no somewhere between the worst and the best because every single day is getting better. But how do we avoid living in the average? How do we avoid living in the balance? One of the other challenges with balance, of course, is we talk about a balanced diet. And simply by physiology, a balanced diet means I'm not losing any weight and I'm not gaining any weight, which is pretty awesome if you love the way you look and feel. But if you're trying to lose weight, you can't have a balanced diet. You have to get the hell out of balance so that you can change what's going on inside your body so that you can lose weight. Because if you, if you keep eating the same thing and you're not losing or gaining any weight, you are now in balance. Yuck. <laughs> so... Could it be a good idea to every single day do something that gets you out of balance? Uh, and that's one of the beautiful things about exercise, of course. And as an exercise professional, that could be a, a driving force for you. And it certainly has been for me, where every single day... See, homeostasis is my heart rate's normal, my, my metabolic rate's normal, I'm breathing normally, everything's the same. But if I want to make changes in my body, if I want to get fit up and want to get strong, I've got to get myself out of balance. I've got to get my heart rate up at 100%. I've got to lift heavy things. To get fit, I've got to get puffed. To get strong, I've got to lift heavy, which puts me out of balance. So there's my question. What do, we, what do we need to do? What do you want to do? What are you going to do every day to make sure that you don't live in the average? You don't live somewhere between worst and best. You don't live somewhere between unhealthy and healthy. What about I'm healthy and getting healthier? I'm strong and getting stronger. I'm fit and getting fitter. I'm wise and getting wiser. Uh, and do we have a choice for that? And I'm asking very personally because I think uh, that our children uh, need, uh, I'll use that, the younger people in our world 
need somebody to look up to. They need somebody to, that they can actually look at them and say, it is possible. You don't have to have a lousy, stinking, rotten job that you don't like, work five days, have two days off. You don't have to live in an average house. You don't have to have an average wage. You don't have to be average. You can actually be your very best and keep getting better. And how do we do that? And there's obviously the simple strategy for that is, do I need to be consciously thinking every single day, what am I going to do today to get myself out of balance, to put pressure on myself, to change what I'm doing now so that I can force my brain to think differently? And again, that's the other thing I love about exercise. Why do we, or how is it possible for our brain to think differently? What causes the the brain transmissions to change? And here's a simple example. If I'm sprinting as fast as I can, and why would you exercise any other way? So you're putting in 100% effort, and you're really puffed, and you can't get any more breath, and you think you can't go anymore. I can't, I can't, I can't, but you go anyway, and you do another five meters or another five seconds, and you did more than you thought you could do, that then changes your brain. Isn't that exciting? To me, that's just awesome, because it means I'm in control of what's going on inside my head. So I thought I could only do this, but I pushed myself out of balance. I pushed myself into a position that I was uncomfortable, and that's another great word. Comfortable could be a very uh, big challenge if you want to make a change in your life. And there's that simple example. If you are lying on the couch and you are perfectly comfortable, you won't move. But as soon as you get a sore back or a sore bum or something doesn't feel comfortable, you'll move. And the only thing that gets us off the couch is either we're hungry or we're thirsty or we need to go to the bathroom. Otherwise, we just lie on the couch because it's really comfortable. But could it be possible that couch lying is for resting and relaxing after you've pushed yourself as hard as you possibly can? So if every single day you put yourself into a position where you do more than you thought you could, if you push yourself harder than you thought was possible, if you stretch your brain to a point that you didn't think you could do that, that's what causes neuroplasticity, that's what causes neurogenesis, that's what causes your brain to change and what causes your brain to grow new brain cells. How can we get wiser, stronger, better if we stay the same? If we've got balance in our life, we're just going to stay the same. We're not going to get fitter, we're not going to get stronger, we're not going to get wiser, we're not going to grow and learn more. And that's the interesting thing about the brain. If I learn, if I laugh, if I get puffed and if I lift heavy, I'm now forcing my brain to change. They are the the things, the stimulus that cause the brain to make changes, neuroplasticity and neurogenesis. So if I'm the person that doesn't like my life, if I'm not as fit and healthy as I would like to be, if I'm not earning as much money as I would like to, if I don't have great people in my life, if I've got a lousy, stinking, rotten job, I can't stay the same if I, if I accept average. And isn't it interesting, that great quote, we get what we accept. If you accept your life as it is now, unless you are super happy with it. And it's really interesting because the people that are constantly striving, and there's that great question, what is your purpose in life? And the brain scientists, the psychologists and psychiatrists will all share with us that the reason that people have a strong brain, the reason they're mentally tough, the reason they don't get depressed is because they have a purpose. They've got a reason to get up. And is it possible that if you've got balance in your life where everything is comfortable and average and okay, boring, ho-hum, the same, there's no purpose in life? Uh, At our house, we always talk about um, the two magic moments in life, the two epic moments in life. 
uh, the day you were born, of course, is a very epic moment. And the next time is, why was I born? Why am I here? Epic moment. When you find out your purpose to be on the planet and then every single day becomes a driving force so that you can't stay the same. The biggest enemy of excellence is average. The biggest enemy of great is good. Oh, how's life? Pretty good. That's when we don't make change. How are you? Not too bad. I'm bad, but not too bad. You're actually better off being worse, yeah? Wouldn't it be, it's, and it's interesting to take note of that, the people that make massive changes in their lives, it usually comes from when they had massive challenge in their life. Uh, we have a lot of uh, young adults now where their life has been pretty average. And when we ask them, how are you? Not too bad. <laughs> What I would love for all of us is to have a, a passion and a purpose and a drive and a reason to get up every day. And then every single day we work on how do I get fitter, how do I get stronger, how do I get tougher, how do I get wiser. And we're not going to get any of that if we are in work-life balance, if we look for average. And the challenge, of course, again, with something like even saying work-life balance, even saying, here's another very common expression, uh, be the best version of yourself. Well, if you're the best version of yourself, I ask this question, that's who you are now. And if you're only striving to be the best of who you are now, how will you ever get any better? The other challenge I've got with those kinds of comments, best version of yourself, work-life balance, uh, not too bad, all the words that other people use, if we're constantly using other people's vocabulary, other people's words, if we dress the same way as other people, if we watch the same television shows, if we listen to the same music, if we use the same uh, social media, we, we tend to get into this thing called groupthink, which is average think. The outliers, the people who are at the extreme of both ends, that's what I'm really interested in. I love having a look at what this, what's happening at this end. Why are people angry? Why are they upset? Why are they overweight? Why, are, why do they have a lousy, stinking, rotten job? Why are they broke? Because can we learn from that? If we have a look at what that end's doing and say, well, I don't want to live like that. Here's another great question. Is it, is it possible that the people that are broke live differently than the people who are financially free? Is it possible that the people that are overweight, unhealthy, out of shape, depressed, angry, anxious, live differently than the people that are happy and positive and healthy, fit and strong? So if I can observe both of those and learn from both of them, is it possible that I'm constantly striving with the purpose for me to get better? And I know that sounds really selfish, but this comes from uh, the inner child or my inner child from when I was 13 years of age. And I, I really wanted, and I, and I wanted some things with my life and I set some really big goals at 13. And I often share them. I made a commitment at 13 that I wanted to be healthy, fit and strong for the rest of my life. I wanted to have a career that I was really passionate about. I never wanted to get a lousy, stinking, rotten job because I watched people who had terrible jobs and how miserable they were. I wanted to be financially free because I saw what happened to people that didn't have any money, who were struggling, who were arguing about money, fighting about money constantly, <gasps> can't breathe because I haven't got any money. Life is not fun like that. And I wanted to have great people in my life. I observed the people that had terrible, angry, nasty, disrespectful relationships, and I didn't want that for my life. So as a little girl of 13, I decided, yep, I'm going to be healthy, fit, and strong. I'm going to have a career that I love. I'm going to be financially free, and I'm going to have great people in my life or nobody. 
But I'm gonna go look at the rest of the world. I'm gonna go look at, do some research on people who are adults, old people, and when you're 13, uh, 40, 50, 60 is very old. So I kind of set the goal to 50. By the time I'm 50, I'm going to be the healthiest, fittest and strongest I could ever be. And I'm going to keep getting fitter. I'm going to have a career that I love. I'm going to be financially free. I'm going to have great people in my life. But my research was looking at who has done that. And this is the interesting balance I'm talking about. There are some people who are really healthy, but they have no money. They have a great job, but they don't get on with their family. There are people who have a beautiful family life, but they don't have any money. There are people that are incredibly wealthy and they can't see their feet because they're so overweight. And to me, that was an interesting, if you looked at the average of that, some people had some things going, but there were very few people at this end of the scale that were healthy, fit and strong. They had a career or business that they were passionate about. They were financially free and they had great people in their life. And to me, that was the the way life was meant to be lived. As I shared before, we only have seven days in a week, 52 weeks in a year. We don't know how many years. Why would you live your life any differently? So I set a goal at 13 that if anybody ever looked into my life ever, and from that day forward, it was a driving force. How can I make sure that every day I'm doing something, something every day? And that's the whole point. If we're focused on and we have a purpose for, if that's the four things for our purpose, I'm going to get healthier, fitter and stronger every day. I'm going to get better at my career path or my business every day. I'm going to work on my wealth creation plan every day. And I'm going to make sure that I work on my relationships to make them even better and kinder and more respectful and more loving every day. Is it possible that I'll never be average? And I share this passionately because I hate the word average. And I hate it when people say work-life balance. And I'm using strong words for a reason. Because if you accept balance, it means that nothing's going to change. If you accept average, it means you're accepting somewhere between the worst and the best. And I don't wish that for anybody. And you're an adult and you get to choose exactly how you want to live your life. But what about our kids? (laughs) I made myself a promise that if a little girl at 13 ever looked into my life, and asked me or looked into my life to see if it was possible to be healthy, fit and strong, to have a career that you love, to be financially free, to have great people in your life. I wanted to be the living proof of that. I wanted to be the living example that it was possible. And as I always share, I don't have any children, but I see other people's children every day. And I'm involved with adults every day who I wish had different parents because somebody in their life has already told them, you can't do it. You're too tall, too short, too fat, too skinny, too old, too young, too uneducated, too educated. You don't have enough money. You can't do it. And I just don't believe that. I really passionately believe that if you put your mind to something and you do not accept average, the average person doesn't have a career that they love. The average person isn't in great shape. The average person in the world right now, we're in a position where more than 50% of people in the Western world are overweight, they've got high blood pressure, high cholesterol, they're heading towards cardiovascular disease, they're heading towards depression, they're physically out of shape, the average person, because when you've got more than 50% of the population, it's now normal to be overweight. Well, I don't want that for our kids. If you have a look at the statistics on do you love your job, do you have a career that you love, in most Western countries, and that study is done every year, more than 80% of people say they either hate their job every day or most days and they wish they could be doing something else. Surely that's not a way to live. 
If you have a look at or just talk to some financial planners or some bank managers on how many people use the bank versus how many people have money in the bank versus how many people are financially free, where if their life or their income stopped, they could still live their life because they had the means to support themselves to be financially free for the rest of their life. If you talk to a bank manager or financial planner, how many people do you think are in that position? It's less than 5% of the population. Out of everybody that you know, have a think about your circle of influence, your friends, your family, your social group, your sporting group. How many people do you know that are healthy, fit and strong and they have a career or business that they love and they're financially free and they have great relationships? Not a balanced average of two out of two because that's average, isn't it? That's a balance. How many people do you know that seven days a week they do what they, what they love? This work-life balance where I work five and have two off. Apart from the fact that it doesn't make any sense, why not love seven days? I often talk about play days and play away days because when you're doing what you love, isn't it all about play? I always ask that question of my school students when we chat. Uh, Do you want a career path where every single day you love what you do? It's a bit like when your mum says, it's time to come in from play at the end of the day and you go, no, no, I don't want to come in, I'm playing. Shouldn't we all have a career path that feels like it's fun, that we would do it for free, that we don't want to stop because we love it, rather than, yeah, I've got this lousy, stinking, rotten job. One of the things I really hate hearing, and I'm talking a lot about things I hate today, uh, we talk about you need to have a, a backup plan. You need to have a job that you don't like, just in case the thing that you really want to do doesn't work out. Uh, I really find that really challenging when people say that to teenagers, for example, because in my mind that translates into I think you're going to fail. So you better have a you can't be a, a soccer player or an artist or a movie star or a race car driver because that won't work out for you. So you better have a backup plan. What if there was no backup plan? <laughs> what if you just had to do it? And when you have a look at the people that have been really successful, really, and when I say successful, they're doing what they love to do every single day of their life. Every day their eyes flutter open and they are waking up with the purpose to go and get better at what they love to do. The other thing I hate hearing, and you'll <laughs> another hate, uh, I, I don't want to do what I'm passionate about because if I turn my job into what I'm passionate about, I won't be passionate about it anymore. Well, I've got a very sincere question, and please, I'm, this is like I'm begging you. Before you ever say that to anybody, how about live that yourself? Rather than have a job that you don't like because you're scared that if you do your passion, it will be, it'll turn into something that you don't love to do anymore. How about go do your passion? <laughs> how about encourage people that love to paint or love to sing or love to play music or love to play sport to go and do that for their career path so that they can wake up every day doing what they love and then test and measure rather than don't go and do what you're passionate about because if you do what you're passionate about, you'll end up hating it. Is that possible that that's a mindset seed that we place into people's headspace that could stop them from doing what they love? And I never want to be responsible for that. I don't want people to have work-life balance. I want people to have a life that they love every day, seven days, not two out of seven, three out of seven, even five out of seven. Wake up every day being the healthiest and fittest and strongest you can possibly be and keep getting healthier, fitter and stronger. Have a career path or business that you are absolutely passionate about, that you love and you want to get up and do it every day because you love it. Be in a position where you are financially free so that money is not controlling your life and only have people in your life who are respectful of you and you respect them. There's a, there's a two-way thing there. 
The people in your life, yes, need to respect you and your goals and your dreams, but what about the reverse? Why would you have people in your life that you don't respect? And if you look at the people in your life, and this is an interesting thing from the behavioral scientists, uh, from the psychologists and psychiatrists, and they don't argue too much about this one, that the people in our life have influence on our life. And the more people that we invest more time with have the most influence on us. So it's been a suggestion that the five people that we invest, spend, or waste the most time with have the most effect on our life. So if I ask this very personal question, do most of the people in your life, out of the five people that you spend time with, waste or invest time with, uh, out, out of the average of that, and I hate that, <laughs> do you invest time with people who are healthy, fit and strong and they're getting healthier, fit and stronger? They have a career or business that they love and they, are keep, they keep getting better at it. They're financially free and they keep becoming more financially free so that money's not controlling their life. And they only have respectful people in their life and they only have people in their life who they respect. The reverse of that, if you are wasting time, and I use that word very strongly, if you waste time with people who are unhealthy, unfit, out of shape, hate their job, are broke and getting, and in now we live in a society where broke zero is not, there's no zero anymore. You can go way, way, way below zero. You can get yourself so way out of shape financially that zero actually looks good. If most of the people in your life were in that position, out of shape, lousy job, no money, and terrible people in their life who treat them disrespectfully, is it possible that that's where your life could be heading also? I don't want that for anybody. I want to be the person that's living the example of healthy, fit, and strong, have a career that you love, be in great shape financially and physically, and make sure that you have great people in your life. And if somebody looks into my life, that beautiful goal I set when I was 13... If somebody looks into your life today, if somebody looks into my life today, not me tell them, oh, I'm awesome, look at me, nah, they actually look into my life, even when I'm not there, what will they find? If somebody comes into my house today, will they find, even if I'm not there, will they look at my house and say, I think in this house is a person who is healthy, fit and strong. I think that they love their career. I think that they're financially free. And I think that they only have respectful people in their life. And I'm, I'm really, it's one of those very special feelings that I have. I would like to invite people into my life, into everything that I do, read my emails, listen to my telephone calls, watch what I do every day, because who I am and what I do are the same thing. And I, that's a goal that I set when I was a little girl. And now that I'm a very old lady, I would love that for everybody. So here's my personal question. How are you? Wouldn't it be great to say, I'm amazing. And here's why. I'm healthy, fit and strong. I have a career or business that I'm passionate about. I'm financially free so money doesn't control my life and I've only got beautiful people in my life. I'm really happy. Would that be a great answer?